Welcome to the third season of Paw Tracks, an oral history podcast from the Princeton Alumni Weekly. When each print issue of the magazine is released, we'll be sharing a story from an alum. We begin with Tony Z, class of 1966. He grew up in a family that valued education, and he made an improbable journey to Princeton from a tiny high school in Sao Paulo, Brazil. My name is Tony Z, class of 1966, and uh, I was born in China, but my family emigrated to Brazil. When the communists took over China, my father uh, had the foresight to leave. If he didn't leave, my life would have been totally different. I mean, I could be carrying rocks in the countryside somewhere, uh, particularly given my family background. My father had been a businessman, and my mother's family uh, was some um, government official. Uh, so my cousins and so on, they were all punished by the uh, regime. So I, I'm not joking when I said I'll be carrying rocks in the countryside, because that's exactly what some of my cousins did. When we immigrated to Brazil, uh, we took the, uh, a ship, which was essentially a cargo ship. It was a 50-day journey from Hong Kong to Brazil, going through India and Africa and so on. And it was an eye-opener for me, and I think that was like one of the best education I had. But the most important thing was that my mother was worried that there would be no schools in Brazil and so on. So she went and bought a whole bunch of books, uh, math books, physics books, history books, literature books. When we were in Brazil, I remember when I was in high school, my father, he, he used to say, that the communists could take everything away from, from us. But the one thing he could not take away from us is education. And by education, of course, he wanted the best for his children. And the best at that time would be an American education, American degree. So although financially he was really struggling when he first got to Brazil, uh, essentially penniless, uh, he sent me to an uh, American school, which was quite expensive by the standards of that time. So it was an American international school. And academically, that school was, uh, uh, I guess, by modern standards, would be extremely weak. Uh, I, uh, there was no physics course. I didn't take a physics course, for example. Academically, I totally excelled at this school. And in fact, some of the teachers, they didn't want me to be uh, a distracting presence in the classroom. So they sent me off to the library to sit on, on my own and, and to read. So my father didn't know, I, I guess I never told him that he was paying this uh, extremely high tuition for his financial situation so that his son could sit in the library and read books on his own. <laughs> so but anyway, uh, I did very well academically. Now, why, why Princeton? So they, the, obviously, the teachers at this school who were all American, they wrote me very, very good letters of recommendation and uh, the other thing I uh, remember very clearly was I applied to a bunch of schools. But Princeton was especially attractive to me because uh, there was a physicist named George Gamow who wrote popular books you know, for the general public. And he, um, in his book, he particularly talked about Professor John Wheeler at Princeton who thought the atomic nucleus was a donut, uh, had the shape of a donut. So this really fascinated me, as you can imagine, a high school kid who's never had a physics course. 
That was one of the reasons I wanted to go to Princeton. And in fact, it turned, it, it, it all worked out. Princeton offered me a full scholarship. And uh, I did get to uh, work for John Wheeler. When I got accepted to Princeton, it was uh, quite uh, sort of almost an astonishing surprise. Because at that time, in that period, as you probably know, there were very few uh, Asian here and maybe in my class of 800 something there something like less than 10. Uh, I was going to study physics but my very first day here I ran into some um, some of my classmates who were going to study physics and I, I don't know if they still do that at Princeton but the first thing they did is they tried to intimidate me by telling me how much they knew and how little I knew and uh, so that was interesting because uh, now I'm a professor of physics and uh, so I'm one of, the, one of the few people in my class that actually gone into academic physics. I think it was university policy, but I'm not absolutely sure at that time, uh, which was uh, to put incoming foreign students like me. I don't know if it was every foreign student or just me or uh, only for Chinese uh, teenagers from Brazil. I was thrown in with a junior. Uh, as I recall, his name was Michael Kober, and he was a football player on the football team. So the two of us were quite a mismatch. He's a giant big guy and uh, not that big, certainly not big enough for the football team. Uh, but he was very, very nice. I, I think he was probably volunteer for this program, sort of to take care of foreign students and get them oriented or something. So John Wheeler had, uh, was going to give a special course that year, uh, which uh, not given to the regular physics students, but he had a sort of a little quiz uh, to select the students. And so he, all the students, all the freshmen and were in the room, and he would ask us a question. And we'll go to one side of the room, and they were all like yes or no questions. And we, we would say, if we answer one yes, we'll go to one side of the room. We say no, we'll go to the other side of the room. And that was how he selected people. All the people that eventually ended up in one corner of the room, those were the people that got into his class. And the, other, the rest were sent to the regular physics course. But his physics course was a disaster, so he was only tried for one year because he wanted to teach physics sort of in a non-traditional way, totally upside down. So he wanted to, for example, to teach us Einstein's relativity first and then uh, derive Newtonian mechanics as a limit. So the first lecture in the first class, I still remember the assignment very well. Uh, the assignment was very unusual. The assignment, he came into the room and he wrote down the address and that was where Einstein used to live, as uh, most Princetonians know. And the assignment was to walk over to Mercer Street and stand in front of Einstein's house for five minutes. So, you know, that, that's a wonderful physics uh, assignment for the first class. Z got to know Wheeler quite well in his four years at Princeton, and the professor helped him secure a spot in the graduate physics program at Harvard, where he would earn his PhD. Today, C is a professor of theoretical physics at the University of California, Santa Barbara. Brett Tomlinson produced this episode. The music is licensed from FirstCom Music. Tony Z came to our oral history project at reunions because he had met one of the other participants in an elevator at Blair Hall. And, as you just heard, he had a great Princeton story to tell. 
So if you have a story you'd like to share, let this be that chance meeting in the elevator. Email us at paw at princeton.edu to set up an interview for Paw Tracks. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if you're new to the podcast, please check out our past episodes. If you're listening on the PAW website, you can click the PAW Tracks hashtag at the bottom of the transcript. You can also listen to all 29 episodes on iTunes. 